Hi there, my name is Don Schwedeker, and I am a fan of the sport of cricket. And my goal with this podcast is to get you to like cricket too. Welcome to the second episode of The Cricket Dummy. Welcome back. We had a great first week. We talked a little bit about a, the sport of cricket. We introduced you to some of the terms, and specifically, we started to talk about batting. Today, we are going to talk a little bit about fielding. If you're new to this podcast, I invite you to listen to the first episode uh, where we discuss why certain things are done a certain way. Today, we're going to talk about well, first, let's talk about the sport locally. I got to say thank you to the group of guys on the team called the Anzacs. Now, for those of you who don't know me, uh, my name is Don, but my real job is being a weather guy uh, at ABC 11 in Raleigh-Durham, North Carolina, USA. And through my job, I actually met a group of guys who play locally in a game of cricket. The Carolina Anzacs. The team was originally formed with folks from Australia and New Zealand, and they took the Anzacs name. Uh, now they're really from all over the world, uh, and they play locally. But the reason I want to thank them right off the bat is they have been so helpful to me in teaching me the nuances of this game that is so new to me. Great group of guys. They've taken me and my family in. As a matter of fact, we just checked out a match today with them, and it was so much fun. One of the cricket grounds in Morrisville is becoming a world-class cricket ground and hoping to get the World Cup games, at least one or two of the games, when it works here in 2024. So... Uh, if you haven't had a chance to check out your local cricket grounds, I invite you to look up cricket in my area. If you Google that, you may just be surprised at what you come across. And uh, if I hadn't gotten to know these local guys, they wouldn't have taught me a game that I'm really, really falling in love with. So let's get on. And today we're talking about fielding. So the way fielding works is you've got the bowler. In baseball terms, he would be the pitcher. You've got a wicket keeper. That horn you just heard, and I know in my first episode it was a little loud. I'm trying to tone it down a little bit. Is the IPL horn. It's from the Indian Premier League. Whenever you hear it on this podcast, it means we've come across a cricket term. And this week's term we're working on is the wicket keeper. What is a wicketkeeper? Well, in baseball terms, a wicketkeeper is the catcher. In cricket, he usually wears a helmet. He is the only player on the field who can wear gloves, and he usually positions himself right behind the stumps. Now, depending on the type of bowler, if you have a fast bowler, that wicketkeeper may be a long ways back from the stumps. If you have a spinner who doesn't throw very hard but has a lot of movement on the ball, that wicketkeeper may be a lot closer to the stumps. So it really depends on what kind of ball is being thrown to the wicketkeeper. They have a really good idea where the ball could go based on the bowler, and they have a good idea where it could go based on the batsman. And so they really try to position themselves to be ready for any type of ball coming across uh, their area. Again, the term this week is wicket keeper. 
So back to fielding. And fielding uh, consists of the bowler, the wicket keeper, and then nine other players positioned at different parts around the cricket ground. Now remember, unlike baseball, cricket doesn't have a foul line. Anytime the batsman hits it, they can hit it anywhere on the field, 360 degrees. And some batsmen get cheeky and can hit it behind them or to the sides, or even if they're a right-hand batter, they might step in front of the ball and swing to the left. So it's really up to these fielders to be able to get that ball in quickly. And again, they're trying to get the batsman out. Reviewing how we get the batsman out, especially as a fielder, you can catch the ball just like a pop fly in baseball. Or you can throw the ball in and hit the stumps. If you do before the batsman crosses a certain line, the batsman is out. So that's another way to get him out. Or you can throw it to the wicket keeper. If they catch it, they may hit the stumps before the batsman crosses the line. And that's a way to get him out. So um, these fielders will be positioned at different places on the field at different times of the game. Early in the game, only a certain number of fielders can be in the outfield. Most of them have to be inside a circle, and you'll see that circle usually represented uh, in cones on your local field. Um, as the game progresses, and we'll talk more about this when we get into strategy in later episodes, but as the game progresses, some of those fielders can go outside that row of cones, and you get more outfielders. There's still some that play close, too. So um, different fielders have different strengths. Some of the guys at the furthest most points they may be really great catchers. A lot of times they have a lot of speed because they have to cover a lot of ground quickly. Um, and the guys close in uh, may have different strengths as well. So it, it really depends on a certain player's strength as to where they're positioned on the field. Uh, another thing you need to look at is where the captain puts them. Uh, we heard the horn again. The other term that we're going to talk about this week is the captain. And the captain of the team is really the number one strategist on the field. Unlike baseball, where the manager will sit back in the dugout and he'll tell different players where to position themselves or they've come up with certain statistics and uh, he, he, he'll make these decisions sitting back in a nice, comfortable dugout. The captain is one of the uh, players on the field. And that captain makes all the tactical decisions. You don't have to decide who's going to bowl first or second or uh, how they bowl. Um, the captain will decide, depending on who's batting, are they right-handed or are they left-handed. The captain is the king of the castle. The captain is the head of the boat. But the captain is the one who determines where players get positioned and who might be bowling next and in what order those folks are bowling. So there's your second term for this week, the captain. So the captain will position the different players on the field depending on what he needs or what he anticipates the different players doing um, and the different batsmen doing. If you have a bowler who throws really slow, they may not hit it as far. The batsman may not hit it as far because, you know, it, like baseball, fast in, fast out. If you've got a speed bowler who can throw really, really fast, and in the pro leagues, they'll throw in over 90 miles an hour. Um, if you have one throwing really, really fast, just like in baseball, when they hit it, 
it will go a long ways. So hard in, hard out. That works in baseball. It works. It seems to work in cricket. Now, the spinners, you can also hit them a long ways, but there's not as much speed coming into the bat. And spinners are the, the bowlers who don't have speed, but instead, using different grips, they can throw the ball in and they can bounce it to the right or bounce it to the left. And it's really up to the batsman to watch the ball being released from their hand to try and determine where that ball is going to go and whether they can hit it or not. Remember, if the batsman misses it and it hits the stumps, the batsman's out and you only get one out in an entire game as a batsman. So uh, the one other thing I want to talk about real quick on the fielders is many of them are also bowlers. So in baseball, if you have a pitcher, the pitcher pitches and that's it. But in the sport of cricket, the pitcher might pitch or bowl one time and then they may be an outfielder and then they may be closer to the wickets. So uh, these pitchers, these bowlers really can move around the field. Many of them have extremely strong arms because that's why they're you know, bowling. So if they're in the outfield, they can throw rockets in if they catch something. Um, or uh, they may be very, very accurate, and so or both. <laughs> so it really depends on, again, where the captain wants to position them and how he decides who is going to bowl. That'll be the last part we talk about today. Who gets to bowl and how is it determined? Bowlers come in all shapes and sizes and abilities, but basically there are two types of bowlers, the spinners and the pace bowlers, uh, and then some are a little in between. But pace bowlers are the ones who bowl really, really fast. And they may take a very long run-up. There was a study done a while back that showed that a pace bowler, because they run up to it so much and then they play the field as well, may run over seven miles in a cricket match, which I just think is amazing, especially in super high heat. Spinners don't run very far. They might only take a few steps, but their ability comes from how they release the ball, how they grip the ball, and the different movement they can put on the ball. Um, it's up to the captain to decide who is up. Now, if you are a bowler, you can only bowl four times in a T20 match. And again, T20 is the format we're talking about. There's several formats of cricket. We'll get to the different type of formats in episodes. But for now, we're just doing T20. So a bowler can bowl four times. They can bowl six balls, basically. So 24 pitches a match. And that's it. And so to get through a match, you have to have at least five people who can bowl out of the fielders because five times four is 20. And usually there might be six or seven, uh, depending on ability of all the uh, bowlers and, and players out there. Um, some can do both. Some can hit and some can bowl. They're called all-arounders. Some only bowl and aren't great batsmen, so they're saved to the end when it's their turn to bat. Some people are great batsmen but can't bowl, and so they always bat first. So uh, there are all kinds of bowlers in all shapes and sizes, and just know that each time they go on, they can only bowl four times in a T20 match, and they can never bowl back-to-back -back overs. So even though they can bowl 24 times, they can only bowl six at a time, then somebody else has to step in and do six, and then they come back and do six more. So... That's kind of how it works as far as the bowling goes. Once they let that ball go and the batsman hits it, it's up to the fielders to get it in quickly and try and get them out. We're going to wrap it up today because uh, I think that pretty much covers the fielding side of it. Now, there's all kinds of nuances and where to position people and are they on the side that the guy swings toward or are they on the side that the guy swings 
opposite of. Uh, it all depends on the type of batter. And I do want to say one other thing. Men and women both play cricket. When I say guys, that's my Midwest upbringing. It might be a guy. It might be a lady. Uh, but just growing up in the Midwest, you say, hey, guys, that references all people. So I'm a fan of both men's and women's cricket. Uh, I just want to make sure that everybody knows that that guy's thing just kind of falls out because that's that's how I was raised. Um, if you haven't done it, I invite you to go to Netflix. There are some great movies on Netflix that talk about cricket. Uh, the thing that got me hooked was a documentary on the Mumbai Indians. So if you want to check it out, see kind of the behind the scenes of the Indian Premier League and how they deal with being basically walking gods in India. It's really something to see. Uh, I invite you to go to Netflix and check out that documentary. That's going to do it for this week. Uh, In the next couple of weeks, I hope to start having some guests on board. We're still trying to figure out how this whole podcasting thing works, my family and I. Um, My kids know podcasting better than I do, but I'm kind of learning as I go. And I need to invest in a few more things like a second microphone and a way to record people when we're out and about. But we do have interviews scheduled uh, in the coming weeks and months and talking to people about this wonderful game. I hope you enjoy cricket as much as I do. I hope you get something from this podcast. Remember, you can always send me an email. Just uh, send it to cricketdummyusa at gmail.com. Or you can message me on the YouTube page. Or you can always reach out to me and follow me on Twitter. I have Cricket Dummy on Twitter as a new handle, and uh, we'll be posting there as well. Thanks so much for spending part of your week with me here at the Cricket Dummy, and we'll see you next time. Until then, have a great week.